Is this thing on? Listening to Radio Americana Detroit. I'm your host, Robert Lewis, and I'm sitting down here with my friend and the father of my children, <laughs> Rick Nemi. What's happening, Robert? What's happening? Rick, for those of you that don't know who Rick is, he's been with the band for how long? 45 years? Uh, 44. 44 years. The Shotgun Willie Band. That's a long time. It's a real long time. Are you the only original member? I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so how old were you when you started Shotgun Willie? Uh, I think it was twenty-one. I think it was twenty-one years old. Long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> I remember it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you weren't really there then. <laughs> That's a good possibility. It's a lot of times I shouldn't have been. <laughs> so you started out. <clears throat> Shotgun Willie Band, was that your first first band? Or? Well, we were actually called the Good Old Boys when we started. Uh, that was 78. I saw you in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we... It was just a... We, we hated the name. It didn't last long. It lasted yeah. about a year, year and a half. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Shotgun Willie just came along by, when we were looking for a new name. A buddy of mine worked with the Beach Boys and he would send me t-shirts from all the titty bars they'd go to <laughs> and one of them was shotgun willies out in colorado and i just happened to be have the shirt on one night and they just start calling us shotgun willie so we just kept it and it stuck didn't want it didn't want, we we couldn't find a better name we said what's in a name so we just <laughs> stuck with shotgun willie and we registered it right. and found out that willie nelson called himself shotgun willie but <laughs> We already had it registered, so there was no problems. Did, <laughs> did you ever meet him? Oh, yeah. yeah did you? Yeah. Did you tell him? You, so he knew your guy's name was Shotgun Willie? He he saw I was backstage at Pine Knob when he was playing, and I had a Shotgun Willie shirt on. Not a shirt, mm -hmm. but a jacket. And he goes, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and he, th he thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've met quite a few people, haven't you, in your in your time? Yeah, we've been uh, pretty fortunate. Played with a lot of real big acts. Uh, Hank Jr. Yeah, we've played with Hank three times. Johnny Paycheck quite a few times. Wow. John Connolly a lot. Uh -huh. They were they took us to Nashville one to try to get us a deal, but uh, we were a little bit too rock for the country thing back then. I, Alabama was just a brand new band. They only had the one song out. My home's in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Exile wasn't. Exile was still a rock band before they went country. Oh, so 
we went down with the to do the showcase. It was Porter Wagner and John Conley and uh, George Jones's people trying to help us. And like I say, we were just with the long hair and uh, what we were doing. We were more like Blackberry Smoke than we were country. Right. So, um, now tell me about Johnny Paycheck. Didn't you party with him in the bus or something? Several times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He did was he quite live, a character. Did he live up to the myth and legend? Oh yeah. <laughs> Most definitely, he was. He was a funny guy, he was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was, uh, I remember he was. He was telling me a story. He was as he was doing a whole gram of cocaine and drinking Jim Beam out of the bottle. He laughing that he was going on Good Morning America the next day to tell him how clean and sober he was because that's after he shot some guy in a bar. Or oh something. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to he had to clean up, but. He didn't do much cleaning up. <laughs> he couldn't find his broom. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a fun guy, real nice guy. He really was. He was so down to earth. It was mm-hmm. just like sitting here talking. So has anybody ever come through your band that's gone on to do uh, wonderful things? Yeah, several. Uh, Jimmy Dormeyer, uh, guitar player. He was the second guitar player. Dyke Price was our first guitar player, and then Jimmy joined and. He left the band. We were playing in Florida. <clears throat> then he started playing with Clinton Gregory, a fiddle player. He played with Clinton for about three years. And Murph, that played with Johnny Paycheck, was a steel guitar player in that band. Okay. And from there, he went with Confederate Railroad, and he played with them for 12 years. Wow. And he's out with the Outlaws now, the, the original um, singer. Yeah. He's got the band. He plays also with, uh, what is it, Black... Hmm. Country band. I can't think of the name of them. Black Oak, Black, Arkansas. No, it's a. Uh, ah, it'll come to me, but he he's touring with those guys. But they go out as the outlaws. I saw him down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable! It's like seeing an Allman Brothers show. Yeah. Guitar playing is amazing. <laughs> Vocals are him. amazing. Yeah. And Black Hawk. Black uh, Hawk. Yeah, okay. Country band, but. Uh, I think it's John Paul, I think, is the singer. He he owns the name to both bands. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy does the duo thing with them. They go I'll have to country. look them up. Yeah, yeah, really good. It's great, great show. So I think I first met you when you had in the uh, Danny Crabtree version of Shotgun Willie. Mm-hmm. Danny's a fantastic guitar player, good dude. Amazing like, guitar player. Never seen somebody drink so many beers, and then just go up there and kill it on guitar. Yeah. Him and Keith Bilby. <laughs> Bilby was the same way. Yeah. <laughs> he, could, he could be sleeping and still play. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could I could play as good as some of those guys do just warming up. Oh, you know? yeah. Just, oh, that's just an exercise. Oh, they're, yeah, the, them, them are two of the best. Crabtree, Bilby, Dormeyer. <laughs> I've been pretty fortunate to have some great players behind me over the years and now you've got um what's his name uh dennis burr dennis burr okay oh i didn't know you were with dennis burr he's been with us about almost two years now who was the other guy before that uh crabtree mike marsack was with us that was joe's brother stockwell yeah Yeah. that's who i was thinking of yeah yeah Yeah, when michael left that's when uh crabtree came back in Oh, I did see you with Dennis Burr when uh, you did the last gig at Mr. Biggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how about, 
I let you play a song and uh, let my voice rest a little bit. I've been having issues with my voice. I don't know what's going on. <coughs> I'm hoping it goes away soon. Whiskey. Sometimes it does. <laughs> this one uh, is called uh, If I Knew Then, and I don't even know what CD it's off of. I've got three CDs, and <laughs> I don't remember which one it's on. But... <laughs> If I knew then what I know now, things I would have changed. If I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have this pain. I would have steered clear of you, turned and walked away. I never would have let my heart belong to you this way. See, I would have known your beauty is the kind that is skin deep. I would have known a promise is something you can't keep. I would have known you're the kind to never finish what you start. I could have known you could trick a fool and move into his heart. If I knew then what I know now, things I would have changed. If I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have this pain. I would have known to pass you by, not take that second glance. I would have listened to that voice inside saying, get out while you can. See, I would have known you're incapable to commit to just one man. I would have known you're impossible, you don't ask, you demand. I would have known your heart is cold, the secrets you live with. I would have known it was all a lie you could take but never give. If I knew then what I know now, things I would have changed. If I knew then what I know now, would have caused the pain. That's where the soul's at. Would have known you sleep fine at night with a conscience you deem clear. I would have known love is just a word as meaningless as your tears. I would have known that I was gone, you were never all alone. I would have known this house we shared could never be a home. If I knew. Then what I know now, things I would have changed. If I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have this pain. I would have known to pass you by, not take that second glance. 
Would have listened to that voice inside saying, get out while you can. If I knew now what I know now, if I knew then what I know now, if I knew then what I know now, and I know now. That's a nice song. Thank you. Really like that. Want to play another one? Sure. This is off my first CD, Anywhere on a Beach. Palm tree 
water breeze My only worried brain freeze Man, that's for me Anywhere on a beach Soaking up the sun Flip me over, I'm Pretty cool. That's a nice little tune. <laughs> the first one, first CD. That's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the way you're living now. You spend a lot of time in Florida, don't you? As much as I can. I don't blame you. I don't really like Florida all that much, but I just I I love Michigan, but I I hate the cold. My bones hate it even more. Yeah, I don't I don't like it as much as I used to. <laughs> you want some beer? I have a beer, sure. Thanks, Ron. It's kind of gone right now. I'm, I'm thinking the beer might help. <laughs> Maybe if we all drink some beer, we'll, we'll think you sound great. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. You're welcome. <clears throat> so you vacate every winter down to Florida. What do you do down there? Do you play any music down there? I sit in once in a while with a couple different friends that play down there, but for the most part, it's just uh, the gym and the beach. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's Groundhog's Day. The gym and the beach. Mm. <laughs> Why not? If you can. You got your own place down there and yeah, everything? Yeah, I've oh, that's cool. About, about 23 years ago. Oh. Where at? St. Pete Beach, Treasure Pete. Island. Okay, yeah. yeah. I got family that lives down there. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, Tampa Bay area. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Largo. Yeah. Clearwater. Yeah, was yeah. Just up, that's where I saw Jimmy. Jimmy was playing up at the Capitol Theater. In, Jimmy uh, Buffett? Uh, no, Dormeyer with, oh. with the Outlaws. Oh, right. Oh, you know, yeah. So they, You're they a guitar player, with, yeah. Uh, Pure Prairie League was uh, the opening act. Only one original member. They did Amy. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you doing these days, music-wise? Anything? You working on anything new? I've been writing some new yeah. tunes, just uh, thinking about doing a new CD sometime this summer. Uh, some A lot of old songs I've uh, digging up and rewriting, and uh, a lot of new stuff. Uh, just not sure. You ain't going to a studio or go, probably, go over to Al's again? I'll probably team up again? with uh, Al. Al or Danny Crabtree yeah. again. Danny mm -hmm. did the first two, and Al did White Horse Lake the last three. Right. Uh, happy with both of them. Both of them can play yeah. any instrument you ask <laughs> yeah. them to, and and right. they add so much. You know, you you go in, and I'm are you. I'm sure you work with them. I, know I, I did a yeah, I did a couple songs with Al. Yeah, so you yeah. go in and you know do your parts, and you come back and you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Al's um, amazing, amazing musician, amazing guy. Uh, so Dan's recording again. I remember uh, he had a studio, and then he I, sold I everything. Yeah, he, I, he had all that. Uh, the eight tracks. What is it? Dat or a dad or whatever mm -hmm. it was. I've got all that now, but 
I don't know how to use it. <laughs> it just sits in my basement. Right. Uh, he was doing, uh, he does a lot of stuff with Jerry Zubal, uh, doing uh, pro tools and all that. But uh, yeah, I, I love recording with Danny because it's mm-hmm. like, just like Al, you know, they both, I've played with them so many times. They make it easy. They make it easy. Yeah. And they know my style and right. I know theirs. So I, I know when I leave, I'm going to get what, right. what I want. Right. Know, I just, I'll do the basic tracks and tell them kind of what I want. And I usually do my own harmonies. Mm-hmm. So the vocals, I'll, you know, go in and do all that. But I kind of leave it up to them, solos. Right. And I just kind of tell them, ask them, not tell them, you know, suggest, <laughs> right? you know, what instrument I want, you know, like a B3 or, mm-hmm. you know, guitar or mandolin. Yep. But Al just went over the top. He was putting accordion in and, you know, it was just some really cool stuff. I was right. real happy with right. the stuff that Al did. Yeah, I did. I recorded two songs with him and I was kind of surprised. Dennis Burr actually yeah. played pedal steel on my first CD. Oh, did he? Yeah, and, and it was, uh, he, uh, I think it was the first song I did. Uh, if I knew then, I think he played steel on that and mm-hmm. a couple other ones. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, and, you know, Dennis is, you know, not known as a steel guitar player, but he played, right. he played real well. But he can, And, huh? and I was kind of <laughs> looking, I wanted that, kind of that Harvest feel, Neil Young. Right. You know, kind of a raw, you know, there's mm-hmm. a couple songs on there that kind of reminded me of Neil Young type stuff, and that was what mm-hmm. I was looking for, and Dennis nailed it. Nice. And, but he's a great slide player, as is Danny. Danny right. And so is Al. I mean, <laughs> those guys <laughs> blow me away slide stuff they do yeah i like the way uh el carmichael plays guitar he's uh just got such a smooth smooth tone oh yeah he can play um, he's like billy fair all those guys he's like and he's not real loud but his sound really cuts through like you hear him and he's not even really playing loud he's just he's got a good setup he does, and he can play any style. Yeah. Blues, country, rock, jazz. I mean, talented guy. Yeah, for sure. So why don't you play us some more songs? You got some songs lined up you want to play? Yeah. Let's see, this is, uh, since I got the capo on, <laughs> I'll do another one with a capo. This is a... Uh, Wait till I'm over you is what it's called. It's the last song on the last CD, White Horse Lake. Which, by the way, if you want to buy White Horse Lake, you can get it at Motor City Guitar, and all the proceeds go to homeless people. Uh, since I've, are you on Spotify or anything? Um, I was on one of those, but trying to keep in touch with them and all that, and collecting money was just yeah more of a pain in the ass. So I just Sell at Motor City and Suzette, oh, Salon Suzette, she'll sell them. Brian's Coney. Right. And I just just give all the money to the, I actually take the money and buy clothes and mm-hmm. give it to the homeless. So, oh, that's cool. You know, I raised about $4,000 so far on the CDs. And oh, nice. Donated all the money, but makes me buying my way to heaven, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if there's such a thing. I can't wait 
Till I'm over you I've got big plans Things I'm gonna do For me I have to wait Till I'm over you I can't laugh Till I'm over you There's nothing funny About the blues I'm coming unglued I can't laugh Till I'm over you Ooh. Until that day I just exist And breathe Live each day Doing what I need For me Take them in twos. All right. <laughs> Come home, grab a bite, 
and hit the sack It seems like all he did was work and sleep But still he found the time To cast or cast a fish in line And I tell you brother that's quality time And he sacrificed all his better mind And I never saw my mom Just sit down and relax she was go, 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 it seemed like all the time Making sure the house was kept and we were fed Holding down the fort while keeping us in line But still she found the time To wash behind our ears, you know, cut the grind when I look back, that's quality time She sacrificed all hers to better mine Now I can't think of anything but good that came from them made me right, they made me who I am They made growing up just what it should be They made my memories a welcome thing It seems they always found a way To squeeze in love and laughter every day I wouldn't trade or change a single day I wouldn't have it any other way The time was sacrificed to pave our way Come, he never became a big star. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you got fantastic. It would have been nice. <laughs> you have fantastic songs. Thank you. I appreciate so, it. It's a weird thing sometimes. It's like getting struck by lightning, I guess. You know, it, there's so many musicians out there that, are, you know, are in air quote stars, you know. But there's a, I don't know. It's it's really not it's common for it. Draw. It I mean, is it really. It's you get people like Merle Haggard that. I mean, there's so many out there. It seems like anybody could do it almost. You know. Yeah. And I think that kind of gives us a <clears throat> false sense of reality. Like I'm gonna do that. You know. I guess it all depends on what your goals are. With playing music, I guess. If 
you're satisfied just playing. And it always seemed to be that way. I mean, you know, first starting out, it was just, you know, something we always did. I mean, I've been playing since, you know, band since kindergarten. To pick up girls. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, the Beatles, you know, the Beatles were the first love, you know, of, of sure. music for me. And sure. Then, and then, you know, starting to play. Yeah. Of course, the girls. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that just, that just fed into it. So. Were you in a band in high school? Oh, yeah. yeah we had uh, Dyke, uh, Dyke and I, Dyke Price. We That was one of the first bands I ever had was, was with Dyke. I met him. I was up at Wonder Drugs buying a uh, Monkees record, a 45, <laughs> I think. Yeah. It was on, you know, I'm not your stepping stone or I'm a believer. And uh, I uh, was waiting in line to, to buy the, I think the 45 was, I don't know. 75 cents or I didn't have the tax right and I was the lady behind the counter uh said well you need three more cents or something like that and the kid <laughs> behind me tapped me on the shoulder he goes you need three cents it was dyke oh okay and we lived in the same neighborhood so uh -huh. we walked through the field together and he goes you play and I go well I sing a little bit and I, I I'm learning guitar and so we started jamming from there oh, that's and, cool and, and, you know we had a you know we played all the the Beatles and stuff like that. And then uh, that's who I started Shotgun Willie with. Well, mm -hmm. good old boys. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, it was with uh, Steve Carey that played with uh, Magic Bus mm -hmm. for a long time, was the drummer. And Lynn Beasley played bass. Danny Odell, he passed away a few years back. Good steel guitar player, but that was my first taste of country. I The only country song I really knew I mean, I, I wasn't even hip to Willie or, you know, I knew who Johnny Cash was, but right. I was a rocker, you know, Grand Funk, Black Sabbath, sure. you know. And uh, the only song I knew was Good Time Charlie's Got the Blues, and it wasn't really a country song, more mm -hmm. of a pop song, but that was the song I auditioned. Those guys had the band, and they needed a singer. And I went over there, and they were playing this, you know, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up To Be Cowboys, and... I was laughing. I'm like, I'm going, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know? And to me, it was funny. It's like, mama, right. you know, and, and I, and it just, once we started playing it, I started learning all these songs. I'm going, God, these are cool. Wailing and Willie. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I, I fell in love with this stuff right. and I'd never listened to it. Uh, my little brothers had, were into Johnny Cash, that Folsom prison album, you know, live at Folsom prison. Right. And I was just, I would just laugh at that stuff, and then when I started singing and playing it, I was just. And then when I heard Merle and George, right. I'm going, God, this this stuff's amazing, <laughs> and it it changed my whole attitude on country music because I was not a country guy at all when right. I was a kid. I remember my mom having the radio on in the kitchen it was always on, you know, the Big D, oh yeah, or some, you know, country radio station. Most of it I didn't like, but a lot of the songs I really liked a lot. You know, Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson. And I love those trucker songs, those old uh, C.W. McCall trucker songs. Right. Remember those? Yeah. And uh, I remember one, Giddy Up, Go Daddy. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that yeah, one? Giddy Up, Go Daddy. Because yeah. the truck driver was always living it, leaving his kid behind. He would say, "Giddy up, go, Daddy." Yeah, we'd be we'd be down in the basement, you know, playing, uh, you know, Grand Funk or whatever, and yeah, 
And Dyke's mom would always come down, you guys need to play some of that, you boys need to play some of that pretty music. <laughs> Conway Twitty and stuff, and we just laugh. And then, and, and, and it's it's just funny how it went from the right. rock and roll thing into the country, and, and it just, we got an agent right away. It was uh, uh, Bill Clayton and uh, Paul Wade. They heard us play. Our first gig was at the Blue Jean Junction at the Firebird Lanes. Okay. And Joe Bonfiglio, who's a, I, I lived with his son Jimmy, was a good friend of mine, still is. But uh, he put us in there. He goes, you know, we'll give you a gig here. And so we we were, I, I didn't know any of these songs. We had 40 songs for the whole night, and I'm reading every one of them because we just learned them all. And <laughs> that's when then Ron Course joined the band on drums, and Jack Boyd oh, yeah. was playing bass. And, How's old uh, Ronnie doing? He's doing good. Is he? Yeah. He's a good guy. Great drummer. One of the best drummers in this town. Mm-hmm. He was Mr. Meter. He, <laughs> him and Al played together quite a bit. Uh, they had a group called uh, Bliss. And they played at Pine Knob and a few places. They won a few contests. and They were a really good band. Great vocals. Great musicians. All those guys. But, but uh, as soon as uh, Paul started booking us we were never out of work and, and uh, they put us on the road and our first gig was like i think uh they got us in fort wayne indiana and then sioux falls south dakota and iowa and <laughs> nebraska and then we started playing wow. up into canada and then it was really cool when we started playing in florida we we do every winter in, in uh, fort myers and uh that's when Dyke left. He he didn't like being on the road. He he went one. He did one trip with us, and just wasn't for him. He he was in love. <laughs> he had to get home. That's when Dormeyer joined the band. Well, okay. Louis Abraham was with us for a while. Uh, he played with uh, I think R.H. Factor and Flash Cahan, a lot of rock bands. He's playing with the Look now, I think. But okay. So how did you guys move around? Did you have a bus or? Uh, no, we had a Ford LTD and pulled a trailer, <laughs> and it was there was only four of us at the time, so yeah. it wasn't too bad. Yeah, the but, LTD you know. was a, that's one of my favorite cars. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then it it got to the point where we were traveling so much that and we needed more equipment, and then we bought a, a truck. We yeah. bought a fourteen foot cube van. And, Put the first six foot of it into sleeping quarters and <laughs> filled the rest with equipment. And yeah. back so then, you had to take your PA. Now that you know, it's not yeah. like Billy's tipping in. They got lights and sound. Right, and, and PA's back then were huge. They were huge. <laughs> yes, yeah. great big board, you know, five feet long. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a thirty-six speakers. channel Allen and Heath that was big as that pool table. Hundred pound <laughs> speakers. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, now it's small yeah. is better. Yeah, and the sound, everything is smaller, but the sound is bigger. It is. And, and so Self-powered, light. Yeah, yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's come a long way. Yeah. Yeah, our first bands when we were kids were just uh, singing through your guitar amp. With All your right. guitar. Yeah, I remember doing that. I remember singing through my through the bass player's amp, you know. And then you, you were really cool if you had yeah. a sure vocal master. Yeah, yeah. We used to, uh, then when we got in, into this other band, we used to rent our PA from uh, the Music Castle. Oh, yeah. In Royal Oak, yep. yeah. Yeah, I remember that place. Yeah. So did you say, what was the name of your first band? What was the name of that? 
Uh, God, we, we had one called, we called ourselves Bryant, which that never left the basement. And uh, <laughs> Shotgun Willie, good old boys, was really the first band. The, the bands we had in high school, we actually called ourselves the Quintels for a while, even though there was a Quintels, but they had broke up at the oh. time. So <laughs> we just kind of borrowed the name, played the high school, or, you know, not even high school, the <laughs> elementary elementary school uh, dances and fairs and uh, all the uh, pool parties and garage, you know, parties and, you know, around the neighborhood. But, but, uh, so when you were traveling around, that was Shotgun that Willie? That was Shotgun Willie, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we were fortunate enough to open up for a lot of people and met a lot of people around, you know, along the way. Marshall Tucker became good friends with Toy Codwell and, wow. uh, the Beach Boys, they would come in and sit in with us whenever they were in town and uh, got to play All those with. connections and you just. Yeah, it's, you know, I still have a lot of those connections. A yeah. lot of them are gone. I mean, right. a lot of people have passed on since then. Toy, he died in a, you know, a long time ago. But uh, I still stay in touch with the, the guys from John Conley and I was really good friends with Dean Dillon. We hung out a lot for in Florida and Fort Myers, his his aunt and uncle lived in Fort Myers, and he would go down there to write. That's when he had his his early stuff. Uh, Ring around my finger, just come unwound. His his first big hit was uh, uh, Tennessee whiskey, and okay. uh, he wrote Dean wrote that when he was like sixteen or seventeen years old, and George Jones had the first hit with it, long before Chris Stapleton. George, right, George right. is more true to what the way Dean wrote it. I thought um, David Allen Cole wrote that. Dean, no? Do- Dean Dillon. That's, a, Dean that's, Dillon. A, that's Dean Dillon's big, big one. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Dean Dillon. I just discovered him a couple months ago, actually, on YouTube. And that guy's got some great songs. He's amazing. He, and, and the videos were just him sitting in some bar, you know. He's like, I can't remember the words to this song, and somebody shout out the words. Song. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, he would sit oh, in with this old us. guy with long white hair. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, he's normal. Don't he's only two years older than me. Let's not get carried away with oh. age. <laughs> <laughs> when when we met, though, he was he was uh, I was twenty one, he was twenty three, and we spent a lot of time together in Florida. No kidding. Yeah, he, oh, cool. He'd sit in with us a lot. Uh, he offered me a, a writing gig with him, and I was married to my first wife at the time, and she's. Everyone knew Dean down there because he was <laughs> notorious. <laughs> he was quite a party guy. He was kind of okay. like paycheck. Okay. And uh, my uh, my first wife said if I went writing with Dean that day that we were through, and I never did go. Never uh. followed through with it. We stayed in touch. Uh, it was never quite the same after that. He'd offered me quite an opportunity, and I right. passed it up. We met in Nashville. He at the stockyards and had some laughs and all that, but yeah, those opportunities don't they don't they don't come that come often. Around no. twice. No. Yeah, yeah I had one other. I burned another one too. We played with uh, Ricky Skaggs when he was Entertainer of the Year when oh, he first okay. came out, and yeah, and uh, we did all original. Whenever we would open a show for any of these acts, we did all original music. We didn't uh-huh. do any covers, and. Uh, we got done playing and his road manager came back and said, Ricky's interested in a couple of those songs who wrote them. And I go, I didn't, but we were just getting ready to go to Nashville and do some recording. 
and the two that they wanted to do weren't the two we were going to uh, record. And I go, well, if Ricky thinks they're good enough to record, that's what we're going to do. So, uh, of course, he would have done something with them. We didn't. But <laughs> another opportunity blown. You'd be but, walking out to the yeah, mailbox. I would be. But yeah. I wouldn't have my a lot of things. I wouldn't have my daughter. I wouldn't have uh, a lot of things. I, I probably wouldn't even be here if I would have. Right I would have ran into that kind of money back then. You wouldn't then. have the great opportunity <laughs> to be here with me. <laughs> That's fact. <laughs> hey, do you know any of those Dean Dillon songs? No. 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 I was going to ask he, you wrote, he, he wrote so many of those, like George Strait, yeah. Ring Around My Finger, Just Come Unwound, uh, Amarillo by Morning or whatever. He, God, Dean's got... Oh, he a, wrote that one? Yeah, he's got a catalog. Didn't Glenn, he, Glenn Campbell do that? No, that's a. No, that's no. Uh, this that's a George the George Strait. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, why don't we take a break and then we'll come back Sounds and good. you play some music. You're listening to Radio Americana. I'm your host Robert Lewis, and we're here with Rick Nemi. We'll be back. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila, tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately and with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not, may cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them, also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people, and it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. tequila. What is the cult of odd? Well, it's a little bit of and a little. But most importantly, it's about becoming one of us. You can join the cult every Friday night from 8 p.m. to 11 Eastern right here on tapdetroit.com or by heading to the cult of odd.com. Let us in. Let us fill you in. Join the cult of odd today. Hey, you the good old boys? That's us. This uh, this song's called White Horse Lake. It's a uh, a local lake around here that we grew up on, catching turtles and frogs and snakes. And this is the also the title of the last CD.
Off the beaten path you find Through thick woods laced with poison ivy Wild shrooms, spruce and pines Raspberry thickets and sweet grapevines Magical place unchanged by time Where I flash back in my mind Where blue racers race and cattails fair And red-winged blackbirds shrill the air The story tells of a horse and sleigh How the ice was thin and gave away in the icy waters the white horse sank And that's how the lady got her name Since the winter of 1888 It's been known as White Horse Lake It's beyond the school of early learning West Chicken Farm and the old cemetery Halfway there is Drew Swamp Filled with hard-shelled giants and king bullfrogs You can get through to the north by an old storm drain Underneath the trail of Chief Pontiac's name The old storm Rotted out hole made of Michigan pine. So that words aren't right. Some cruel took a beagle and her newborn pups, drowned them in the shallow with the rope and rocks. And there they lie with their bones picked clean, forever share the waters with the horse white mane. Since the winter of 1888 It's been known as White Horse Lake Shared for ten decades from kid to kid Spring, winter, fall and summer's worn gear your imagination can run away With the thrills and the fears of her bottomless claim With the night comes an eerie change Heard by the foolish or maybe the brave Splashing hooves and canine whines At the midnight hour from time to time Her still waters mirrored black What she takes she won't give back Through morn and fog it's been told Of a pure white long maned equine ghost Since the winter of 1888 The tragedy 
where the old mare met her fate Down the road from aviation In the old Hodges estate There's fifteen liquid acres Make a cold, dark, murky grave And it's known as White Horse Lake Awesome. My uh, tuner was on, driving me nuts the whole time. <laughs> oh, look at the pretty lights! <laughs> so, um, White Horse Lake. Where is White Horse Lake? It's uh, right at Pontiac Lake Road and Airport Road. There's a right at the end. If you come out Mexico Lindo, it dead ends. Yeah. There's that little lake right there. That's, that's oh, White okay. Horse Lake, and that's supposedly a true story the oh. horse did fall in there long time ago long time ago <laughs> yeah oh that's cool so yeah we, me and my brother used to build these little rafts and float out down there and huge huge snapping turtles in there and we spent a lot of time there as kids nice um can i get you to play the song about your dad you know what i don't have it with me no oh. I, I don't remember the lyrics oh how do you forget a song like that? <laughs> I don't know if I could do it anyway. That's yeah. that's a hard one to do. I, I've tried to do it before and kind I, of. Uh, I've got one. I can't get through it's it. It's hard too. to get through it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of my favorite songs I've written, and I was going to bring it tonight. And yeah, I was just. That's beautiful. Yeah, appreciate it. That's that's yeah, that's, that's a good rough one to get through. Yeah, yeah. I, I still got your CD. You gave me a long time ago. I listened to it now and then. You know, I don't listen to much CDs anymore. Who yeah. does? Yeah, I, I you know. got you know you got Spotify and Pandora, but it's nice to be able to listen to some specific. I get I get a car that doesn't have a CD player in it. These the new vehicles don't have them. It's like, yeah, I can't listen to my CDs unless I listen to them <laughs> myself at, at home. You know, right? Which I had to do to remember some of these, and I did do a very good job. <laughs> oh, you've done great, man. You're, dude, you're awesome. You never, you never. You never disappoint. I mean, yours. If anybody's ever seen you play, you're on fire when you're up there, and you know what you're doing. Yeah, you always. Sure. And even when you don't know what you're doing, you fake it really well. <laughs> fake it a lot, trust me. <laughs> fake it till you make it. So, why don't you play another one, brother? Oh man, I'm kind of. How about Are you running out of songs? Well, I got hundreds of them, but. <laughs> back up here none that are prepared how about if I do a can I, can I do a Merle Haggard song or sure no? this is my favorite Merle Haggard song okay that psychodot psychologist he asked me about my drinking ways Every question that he asked me all related back to my childhood days but 
If the truth was known, I never took to drink alone, long as she was mine. But when she left me, I went to hell, and heaven was a drink of wine. That good doctor said, look at all those ink spots, tell me what you see. Could I help it? They all look like big old broken hearts to me. And all my friends and kin will tell you, oh, Hague ain't the drinking kind. But when she left me, I went fast to hell. Heaven was a drink of wine Get back, get back, get on back And leave me alone Can't you see you can't help a man so far gone Hey good doctor I've got something you can't find in my mind When she left me I went to hell and heaven was a drink of wine Hey, good doctor, heaven was a drink of wine. Merle. All right. Would you say that's... Uh He's probably your biggest influence uh, in country. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he he is one of the few artists that wrote a lot of his songs. Uh, with Chris Christopherson, but right. I, I just love Merle's. With that whole circle of guys there yeah. that yeah, yeah dying breed. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, Merle was definitely my favorite country. Yeah, singer. still is. Yeah, he was my mom's favorite too. She used to play him on the piano all the time. No, I never liked him at the time, you know. Um, I was just a little kid. Yeah. I didn't know the beauty of his music, you know. But I, like I said, I like Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson. Never really got into the Merle thing till later. So, yeah, Chris, well, great writer. Who would you say is your? Uh, biggest rock influence uh probably grand funk well the yeah. beatle the beatles oh well, yeah yeah got you know that's an easy yeah that's an easy answer Rick. but but it, uh <laughs> the beatles definitely I, yeah i still listen to them 
still play their stuff. Sure. But, but I was a big grand funk when they first come out. I was, you know, I was, you know, 10, 11 years old. Right. I love that loud music. <laughs> <laughs> do you still listen to them? I do. Do you? Yeah. I just, I love the early grand funk. I don't, I don't like I don't like Grand Funk now. Without Farner, it's not Grand Funk. But <laughs> or are they still playing? Without, they're still playing without Mark Farner. Without Farner, and they're calling themselves Grand Funk. How and can he wrote all the songs. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, you know, well, I guess had, if you had, can, I had, had the pleasure of opening for Mark and met him several times. I write music with his son Joe. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I know. Joey and I've got a, several songs, and yeah. we keep he, talking about doing more. But he has a studio too. Right? He's got a real nice studio. Yeah. Why don't you play a rock and roll song? Oh man, I don't know if I got any more in me, Robert. <clears throat> one more, one more, oh. and I'll let you go. I'm to think one here. Something you want to be remembered by. <laughs> <laughs> you can do a cover. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one. The guy knows a million songs, and he's <laughs> trying to think of one. I, right now, I got no voice. <laughs> And those big city nights 
<laughs> you ever meet Bob Seeger? Uh yeah, a yeah. couple times, yeah. You ever jam with him? No. I jammed with Bob Seeger once. Did you? Yeah, let me tell you the story. So my my son was in choir in junior high and his daughter was in choir in, in same class as my son. And we went to uh, a performance and and I was sitting right next to Bob Seeger. And we were the only ones clapping. <laughs> we were clapping together. So I always tell people, yeah, I jammed with Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, met him a, a couple times. Uh, just just a great guy. I mean, anyone that's yeah. met him will tell you yeah, that. Yeah, I talked He's... to him. I didn't, want, I didn't want to be that, oh, you're Bob Seger. I didn't want to be that guy. So, I, you know, I just talked to him. He like, you know, those people like it when you just talk to them like they're normal people, yeah. you know. They can't get away from who they are, but yeah, we were playing. You don't have at, to be a dick about it. Yeah, we were playing <laughs> at, uh, Bullfrogs uh, out in Ortonville, and uh, that's when he was uh, doing that thing with Kid Rock. They had a song together, uh, oh, yeah. and so they'd come out and do a couple songs together. But they were rehearsing out in Ortonville at uh, Kid Rock's house, and so they were in having dinner at Bullfrogs, and we were setting up to play, and. I had my, I got a 59 335 Gibson and he, he came up to the stage and he goes, what year is that? <laughs> and he loved my guitar and I go, come on yeah. and play. We know all your songs. And he goes, now nah, we're working. And they were, but it was Craig Frost that played with Graham Funk is uh -huh. in Bob's band and Don Brewer. They were all, they were all in having dinner. Nice. But we couldn't get him up to play, but they <laughs> stayed and uh, Kim, the owner at the time they've sold since then, but. She got her picture taken with him, and he he stuck around for quite a while. He was in he he stayed in the bar for a oh, while. Oh, that's cool. Night, but couldn't get him up to play though. <laughs> I ain't playing for free. No. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we've been doing this an hour, so I guess we're uh, we're at the end here. Do you want to take us out with the song? Man, I'm, my voice is just you like done. I'm, yeah, I. It's, I'm surprised I got as far as I did. <laughs> hey, brother. Well, I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate you having me, Robert. It's always, you, you sounded good. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're saying you're suffering, but you hit that high note on that last song. It's, it's like, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, all right, you're listening to Radio Americana in Detroit, and this has been my guest, Rick Nemi from the Shotgun Willie Band. If you ever see their name on the uh, marquee somewhere, I suggest you... Uh, Stop in and check them out. They're a good show. Thank you, Robert. It's a Thank pleasure. you, Rick. This is a message for the hearing impaired from Radio Americana, Detroit. Hi, this is Robert Lewis. Hi, this is Robert Lewis. Join me on Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock p.m. Join me on Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock p.m. Here on Radio Americana, Detroit. Here on Radio Americana, Detroit. 
untappeddetroit.com. untappeddetroit.com. It's intermission time, folks, so hurry, hurry, hurry. Step right over to our refreshment center for the most extravagant array of refreshment goodies ever assembled under one roof. Enjoy breathtaking, mouth-watering goodies, everything from a snack to a delicious full meal. At our refreshment center, you'll find a large variety of goodies to satisfy your hunger, your thirst, or your sweet tooth. So hurry, hurry, hurry. Visit our refreshment center now. So this first fellow I'm going to play, his name is Darren Flynn. He hails from Ireland, from across the pond. And he contacted me about a year and a half ago and asked me to play one of his songs, which I gladly did. He just recently contacted me again with a new song that he's trying to promote. And this is called Big Blue Moon by Darren Flynn from Ireland. Most of my days are six ways from Sunday Most of my brain is burnt out and numb Most of my time is spent pounding the pavement Looking for truth, why only get payment? Not much of that at all St. Cecilia looked down on me About the tongues of these fools who speak of Fame and glory, surely mine When the big blue moon is shining down Big blue moon will show you how Like the way make you feel alright Should give you some of that blue light You don't, you don't know what you're talking about Where is your gumption? Where is your chutzpah? What's taking you so long? You're getting no younger. Do you know what you could do? Do you know what you should do? Do you know what I would do if I were in your shoes? I'd lose my mouth, that's what I would do. Saint Cecilia, look down on me.
Darren Flint with Big Blue Moon from way over there in Ireland. Next up, we got a guy named Brian Elam. I found Brian on Facebook in a musical group page called the Trinity House Open Open Stage Gang or something like that. He posted this song and I liked it. I asked him to send it in. So he did. This is called Expecting Light from Brian Elam. Tyrants in our paradise Under threats of their violence We all sacrifice 
We roll with the punches while they roll the dice. They play with our world and we pay the price. The president has gone insane. He's poked the bear, he's passed the blame. Myth makers are rinsing truth down the drain. Propaganda just got real in Ukraine. All right, up next on the chopping block is another gal that I met on Facebook. She's a musician that's been around for quite some time. She's recorded in Nashville, plays down there. Her name is Mary Hartman, and the name of this song is Take Me. Salvation and healing Speaking straight 
that. That was Mary Hartman with Take Me. Up next, we got Ernie Thomas from White Lake, Michigan with Midnight Whiskey. Thomas with Midnight Whiskey. Another guy contacted me a little over a year ago, probably two years ago now. 
Ernie Clark and the Magnificent Bastards sent me some songs. And I sat on them, didn't really play them, didn't listen to them. Sorry, Ernie. <laughs> but then I did one day. I was like, damn, that's some good stuff. So uh, we've chatted. We're cordial. He sent me some uh, more stuff. This is his new single called The Other Way.
Man, that's a good tune. I played that last week. I'm playing it again because it's a good tune. So up next is a guy from K-Pack, Michigan. He's a rock and roller. He travels around doing his own thing, riding his own road, playing his own songs. This is a Kevin B. Klein with Wrong From Right.
Yeah, man. Kevin B. Klein, wrong from right. Coming up next, a man from Royal Oak, Michigan, my original hometown, is Steve Gullian with Long Way Home. A familiar face across the bar from me Staring in the mirror We've been through most of the top shelf by now Closing time grows nearer He says a long way home That's Steve Goulian, Long Way Home. I had Steve on the show before. He was a lot of fun. Good dude. So coming up next, 
is my good friend Bill Arnold and his band One Ton Trolley. They're releasing a new CD this evening, actually. As I record this, by the time you hear it, it would have been last night. This is called Don't Tell Me. There's some things about me you should know And there's some things I never want to show I never want to be the one to hide Not share what's broke inside But trust is key Sometimes things we see can't be unseen And sometimes people flaunt them when they're mean We never want to be the one to bleed So we hang on to our greed and push away We never want to be the one to cry Our fist thrust to the sky and think we win Things that I don't think are right, I see And don't tell me that I should close my eyes This three-ring circus built on lies, I see No, don't tell me Michigan. 
name of this song is called Snowbound Train. Hang your hair down in your eyes, you'll make a million dollars. 
Lives in this band going nowhere fast We sent out demos but everybody passed So one day we finally took the plunge Moved out to Seattle to play some grunge Washington State, that in Space Needle Eddie Vedder Mud Honey Flannel shirts, we turn our amps up until it hurts. We got bad attitudes, and what's more, when we play, we stare straight down at the floor while we pretty scary. How pensive, how totally alternative. Now, to fit in on the Seattle scene, you gotta do something they ain't never seen. So, thinking up a gimmick one day, we decided to be the only band that wouldn't play a note. Under any circumstances Silence Music's original alternative Roots grunge Well we spread the word through the underground That we were the hottest new thing in town A record guy came out to see us one day And just like always we didn't play It knocked him out he said he loved our work He said he loved our work But he wasn't sure if he could sell a record with nothing on it I said tell him we're from Seattle He advances two and a half million dollars Hey, hey, my, my Rock and roll will never die Hang your hair down in your eyes You'll make a million dollars well, they made us do a video, but that wasn't tough Because we just filmed ourselves smashing stuff It's kind of weird because there was no music But MTV said they'd love to use it The kids went wild, the kids went nuts Rolling Stone gave us a five-star review Said we played with guts We were scoring chicks, taking drugs And we got asked to play MTV Unplugged You should have seen it we went right out there and refused to do acoustical versions of the electrical songs that we had refused to record in the first place. Then we smashed our shit. Well, we blew them away at the Grammy show by refusing to play and refusing to go. And then just when we thought fame would last forever, along come this band that wasn't even together. Now that's alternative. Hell, that's alternative to alternative. I feel stupid and contagious. Well, our band got dropped, and that ain't funny, because we're all hooked on drugs, but we're out of money. So the other day I called up the band, I said, boys, I'm taking all I can. Shave off your goatees, pack the van. Going back to Athens. I don't want a pickle. Just want to ride on the motorcycle. And I don't want a tickle I'd rather ride on my motorcycle And I don't want to die 
Just wanna ride on the motorcycle Now it's been about 12 years now that I've been singing this dumb song You know, it's amazing It's amazing that somebody could get away with singing a song this dumb for that long But you know Hey, you know what's more amazing than that is that, is that uh, somebody could make a living singing a song this dumb. But that's America. You know, I told about everything there was to tell about it. When I wrote it, how come, why, what for. But you know, the one thing that I always used to neglect to explain was the significance of the pickle. It was the time I was riding my bike, I was going down a mountain road. I was doing 150 miles an hour. On one side of the mountain road, there was a mountain. And on the other side, there was nothing. It was just a cliff in the air. But I wasn't paying attention, you know, I was just driving down the road. All of a sudden, by accident, a string broke off my guitar. It broke, you know, right there, went flying across the road that way, wrapped itself around a yield sign. Well, the sign didn't break, it didn't come out the ground, the string stayed wrapped around it, stayed in the other end of my guitar. I held on to my guitar with one hand. I held on to the bike with the other. I made a sharp turn off the road. Luckily, I didn't go into the mountain. I went over the cliff. I was doing 150 miles an hour sideways and 500 feet down at the same time. Hey, I was looking for the cops. Because, you know, hey, I knew that, you know, it, it was illegal. I, I knew that that was it. I knew I didn't have long to live in this world. And in my last remaining seconds in the world, I knew that it was my obligation to write one last farewell song to the world. I took out a piece of paper, I pulled out a pen, and it didn't write. I, I had to put another ink cartridge in it. I sat back and I thought a while, and then it come to me. It come like a flash, like a vision burnt across the clouds. I just wrote it down. I learned it right away. I don't want a pickle, just want to ride on my motorcycle. And I don't want to tickle, I'd rather ride on my motorcycle. And I don't want to die, just want to ride on my motorcycle. Hey, I, you know, I knew it wasn't the best song I ever wrote. But I didn't have time to change it. But you know, the most amazing thing was that I didn't die. I landed on the top of a police car. And it died. I come into town. I come into town and a screaming 175 miles an hour singing my new motorcycle song. I stopped out front of the deli and out front of the deli was a man eating the most tremendous pickle. A pickle the size of four pregnant watermelons. Just a huge monster pickle. He walked up to me, pushed a pickle in my face and started asking me questions. It was about the same time I noticed a pickle in my face. I noticed a cord hanging from the long end of the pickle going up his sleeve, down his shirt, into his pants and shoes, out into a briefcase he had near his feet. I knew it wasn't an ordinary pickle. 
but it was about the same time I noticed the cord hanging out of the pickle that a four-foot cop arrived with a five-foot gun. A cop that one time must have been around six foot three, but was met at the bottom of a mountain by a flying, singing, writing weirdo freak. He walked up and with one tremendous hand, he grabbed the pickle away from the other guy. He threw it a hundred feet straight up in the air. And while the pickle was halfway between going up and coming down, he took out his gun and put a three-inch bullet hole right through the long end of the pickle. It started coming back down. He stuck out his foot. He caught the pickle on his big toe. And balancing the pickle on his big toe, he reached his huge hand into his little pocket. Pulled out a 10-foot ticket. He borrowed my pen. He wrote it up. Then he rolled it up and stuffed it in a bullet hole in the middle of the pickle, took the pickle with the ticket, and shoved it down my throat. It was at that very moment that the pickle with the ticket was going down my throat that I knew for sure that, that I didn't want a pickle. I don't want a pickle. I just want to ride on my motorcycle. I don't want a ticket I'd rather ride on my motorcycle And I don't want to die Just want to ride on my motorcycle One time a crazy dream came to me. I dreamt I was walking in World War III. I went to the doctor the very next day to see what kind of things he had to see. He said it was a terrible dream. I said, hold it, Doc, a world war passed through my brain. He said, nurse, get your pad. The boy's obviously insane. He grabbed my arm and I said, ouch, as I landed on the psychiatric couch. He said, tell me all about it. Well, the whole thing started at three o'clock fast. It was all over by a quarter past. I was down in the sewer with some little lover when I peeked out from a manhole cover wondering who turned the lights on. I got up and I walked around, up and down the lonesome town, just wondering which way to go. I lit a cigarette on a parking meter and walked on down the road. It was a normal day. Down the corner by the hot dog stand, I saw a man. I said, howdy, friend, I guess it's just us two. He screamed, down the road he flew. He thought I was a communist. Well, I remember.
remember reading some newspaper ads, so I turned on McConnell Rad. I bet I didn't pay the Con Ed bill, so the radio didn't work so well. I turned on my record player. It was Donovan. <laughs> Whoever Donovan is. I spied a girl before she could leave. I say, let's go play Adam and Eve. I take her by the heart and my hand was thumping. She said, hey man, are you crazy or something? You saw what happened last time they started. By that time, I was feeling blue and needed somebody to talk to. So I called up the operator of time just to hear a voice of some kind. She said, when you hear the beep, it will be three o'clock. <laughs> she said that for a couple days and then I hung up. Well, the doctor interrupted me just about then, saying, I've been having the same old dream, but mine's different, don't you see? I dreamt the only person left after the war was me. I didn't see no one that looked like you around. And now it seems everybody's having those dreams Everybody sees itself walking around with nobody else Well, half the people can be all right part of the time All of the people can be part right some of the time Some of the people can be half right all of the time but all of the people can't be all right all of the time. Robert Frost said that. I'll let you be in my dream if I can be in your dream. I said that.